Welcome to Tech Talk with me, David Dondi. If you have questions, you want to find out more about something, drop me a line, david at fmr.co.za and at David Dondi on the social media channels and the podcast on fmr.co.za. The pressure is on to buy the latest, greatest phone. But should you? Well, spend more and you do get better, generally, and mostly with all technology in particular, but with all technology, the law of diminishing returns begins to play out. High-end phones have more elegant materials, features that you are actually unlikely to use, better screen quality, faster processors, and incredible cameras. But what do you get from going one tier down or one brand to the left or the right? Well, all of those top-tier features are dialed down, and fabulous in a way that mostly doesn't matter. You merely get excellent. Yes, you heard me right. If you buy the, buy the spec sheet, the top devices will shine. If the bleeding edge is ranked at 11 on those features on a scale of 1 to 10, the middle tier merely gets last year's 11, which now somehow scores a lowly 9. Will you notice? Well, probably not. Not unless you downgrade from the latest greatest or do back-to-back testing. Is a fantastic screen harder to live with than an exceptional one? Well, probably not. Is a camera that takes superb pictures worse than one with more detail that you will never pixel peep enough to notice? You tell me. Is a mere glass and metal casing worse than a newer type of glass or chassis made of unobtainium? Well, yeah, probably not. And as for speed, the mid-tier are excellent in a way that you don't notice. Noticing that little bit less speed for much more money is much like comparing shades of white in a paint factory. Do spend more if your ego demands it. If you have a specific use case and you really have or you need to always have immense amounts of storage without waiting for downloads. Otherwise, consider something like the 5G Samsung A54 I recently had on test. Great AMOLED screen, fantastic battery life. In fact, 5,000 megaamp hours, better than the flagship S23s. Great 50 megapixel camera, seamless speed, good storage, a SIM tray that holds two SIM cards, and it takes an SD card for storage expansion, unusual these days, and a more affordable price of around 9,000 Rand. What did I lose? Well, wireless charging and a flat versus curved or bendy screen. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Screen quality is more than good enough, as is case durability and looks, and the battery was in the ex- excellent class, as I said. USB charging, USB-C charging, the works. Maybe you could do better if you need to regularly take photos in your absolute dark or you're a dedicated mobile gaming warrior. I would otherwise consider buying down and consider the more than good enough Samsung A54 if you're in the market for an S23. I also tested the Vivo V27, much like the Samsung I just mentioned, except the camera is now exceptional in low light. It even has a portrait ring flash system. It has a dual SIM tray, and it gets curved screen edges like the fancy Samsungs. It has a battery capacity of 4,600 megaamp hours and includes a 66-watt fast charger and fast charging. On the other hand, this isn't a mid-range for them at Vivo at all, but at 16,000 Rand on the street, it is their flagship. If you need a good camera for a bit of relative bargain, the V27 should be a good-looking money saver. Would I recommend it? Hell yes. 5G and all. Consider getting what you need, not what the marketers tell you you want. Mid-tier is where the value performance graph is in your favor and sometimes a brand that is just not quite as familiar but still excellent. If you've got questions, you want to find out more about something, david at fmr.co.za, and you can find me on at David Dondi on most social media channels. That's D-A-V-I-D-D-O-N-D-E, and the podcast on fmr.co.za.